0: Undercover Carson, secret agent. Operation Death Ray, an assignment in Rio.
1: some distance outside Rio at the very comfortable abode of my former school chum, Roger Deauville. Fay Carelli was with me, the divine soul, but she resented my meeting Hetty Fitzhenry, the red-headed American bird painter. Faye startled the company with a breathtaking dance, but I had to miss the climax. A phone call came through from Sir Giles Davenport, telling me that Angelo had discovered something on the name Mama Rosa, so vital in our search. But there was something disturbing about it. I had to see Sir Giles as soon as possible. I rejoined the company. The dance was over, but they were still raving about it.
2: Oh, there you are, Bruce. Oh, gosh, you really missed something, didn't you, Roger?
1: Jingo, yes. Sensational.
2: If she did a dance like that at El Rocco, there'd be a riot. (laughs) Bruce, where on earth did you find her?
1: Oh, Pals just met. Oh, Carson always did get mixed up with the unusual and the exotic.
2: So it seems... But I'd hate to be mixed up in anything right now.
1: What do you mean, Hetty? <laughs>
2: well, I don't like to part with Bruce. I find him fascinating. <laughs> but I think the little French girl was kind of cut up when he walked out in the middle of her act.
1: I had phone call.
2: Maybe she doesn't realize that. Of course. Um, where is she? I think you'll be most likely finding her outside on the plaza.
1: Oh, uh, you'll excuse me?
2: Uh, most reluctantly.
1: Fay is very temperamental. Uh, French-Italian blood, you know.
2: Yes, that'll account for those unusual looks.
1: Well, uh, You did get through all right, Carson. Oh, yes. Uh, caller was waiting. Nothing wrong? Wrong? Well, phoning you here at this eye, you know, Oh, I see what you mean. No, 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 just one of the company's men uh, warning me uh, about a conference. But, uh, anyway, to confer with Faye. <laughs> ah, Faye, my dear. I wondered where you'd vanish to. Oh, not talking, eh? Oh, I'm sorry I had to miss the best part of the dance. Uh, howsoever It, it I, is uh...
3: better that you say nothing at all than talk of being sorry when you are not... The look on the face of that one with the red hair. Oh, I could have clawed her eyes out.
1: But you don't understand. Oh,
3: I do. You wish to belittle me. Nonsense. Because she is a painter of birds and I am only a dancer, you make uh, pander to her. Oh,
1: now, steady, are Take pa- your hand off me. If you say so. The fact of the matter was, I had a phone call.
3: A likely story.
1: Well, ask Roger. He answered it first.
3: Then it is what you call the the put-up job. She get him to arrange it.
1: Scarcely, eh? my office phoning.
3: What office?
1: crowd I work my brains to the bone for. Meat importing outfit.
3: All right. But why telephone you here at this hour? It is everything of 11 o'clock.
1: Important business matter cropped up. Um,
3: why are you peering around like that?
1: Just making sure we're alone.
3: If you think you can win me over by kissing me again or something, then you make the big mistake. Well,
1: take it easy, dear. I want you to help me.
3: Oh, what stupid talk is this?
1: Please, Faye. I'm wanted at the office as soon as possible.
3: They have no hope. Not with that Hetty creature throwing her eyes and everything else at you.
1: If it's any news to you, I want to go. <laughs> but I don't like to appear to be walking out on Roger. Not when I more or less urged him to throw this party. Howsoever, you're the temperamental type... I'm that
3: glad that you realise it And he...
1: a sudden change of plans coming from you would go over.
3: Sudden change of plan? How do you mean?
1: When we came here, you said you didn't have to dance at El Rocco tonight that you decided to take the night off
3: i have i take the rest of it off walking home no
1: need for that my dear now if you were to decide quite suddenly in your temperamental way that you had to dance Del Rocco after all that would give me an excuse to leave can't have a rare creature like you going off unescorted
3: you are joking monsieur bruce
1: dead serious assure you but and do you think you could put on necessary performance
3: uh, could i Monsieur Bruce, with that red-haired Hetty around, I give the inspired performance.
1: (laughs) Fine. Let's go. It was a delight to watch Faye in action. She almost cried. Her conscience had suddenly got the better of her. She couldn't let down her fans at El Rocco. Roger Doville wanted to drive us, but I was satisfied to borrow his sports car, a sleek continental job. He and Hetty came outside to see us off as the car strained at the leash. Sure you can handle her, Carson? Oh, imagine so. Racing cars hobby once. <laughs> what hasn't been a hobby of yours?
2: Oh, but, Bruce, must you really go? The young
1: lady must be escorted. Remember British prestige.
2: I do hope I'll be seeing you again. Definitely. How about planning an outing together? While you watch
3: the birds, I'll paint them. Oh, good notion. Well, I'll hold you up to that. I won't give you any peace, Monsieur Bruce. I am due to appear at midnight, and I have my makeup to put on and my costumes. We're
1: going now, Faye. Cheerio, everyone. Bye now. I'll return the car tomorrow, Roger. Oh, take your time, and in one piece, I hope. Here we go.
3: Is the act good enough, Monsieur Bruce?
1: Say, you're quite an actress.
3: Oh, you say silly things. Oh, I mean
1: it. Very convincing. Most.
3: <sighs> really, I'm so very simple. But that Hetty creature, she has a lot to say.
1: What she says seems charming, no?
3: But all that bird-watching business, it is not you, Monsieur Bruce. You are what I would call a dancer
1: watcher <laughs> Yes, I am, in a sense.
3: Monsieur Bruce, why you travel so fast? I don't really have to appear at midnight.
1: I've got an appointment myself, you know.
3: Oh, but let us take our time.
1: When we're being followed. Followed? Look behind.
3: The big dazzling headlamps. They're very close. So,
1: oh. But they'll have to do over 90 to catch us. Here goes. Welfare, El Rocco. Mm.
3: That was a drive.
1: We lost him. That's the main thing.
3: But who do you think it was, Monsieur Bruce? No idea. The same crowd that locked you up earlier tonight when I rescued you? Mm, Could be. Why are all these things happened to you? Oh,
1: jealous business rivals, perhaps.
3: But you are in the meat importing. That seems such a tame business.
1: Tame? (laughs) You should see those wild-eyed bulls out on the pampas. Howsoever, I... Oh,
3: you are going to get yourself rid of me, I know.
1: Much against my will.
3: But I tell you, I don't really have the dance.
1: I realize that, but but do. Give the customers an extra treat.
3: Why not I come with you? Oh
1: dear, I must work sometime.
3: <sighs> all right, then. I get out.
1: Oh, forgive me not getting out to open door, but I don't want this thing to break loose.
3: Well, I hope I've been some help to you, Monsieur Bruce.
1: You saved my life, that's all.
3: And do not
1: neglect that fat arm of yours. Don't fret. But I'll be looking you up. So long for now. Pity to leave her, but uh, I had to get back to more serious things. Drove the sports job round to Sir Giles Davenport's Copacabana apartment, parked it underneath alongside his rolls. Then upstairs to hear what had been discovered about Mama Rosa the name we hoped would lead us to the missing scientists and the secret of the death ray.
0: Well, Carson, I thought Angelo would have been here himself by the time you arrived, but you were much quicker than I expected. Explain the circumstances. Yes, but you had quite a night. But what about Mama Rosa? Uh, I'll tell you as much as I know. Angelo called me on the telephone. I imagine that he's been nosing around amongst his own people. At first, though, I scarcely knew it was his voice. How so, Sir Giles? Just audible, uh, choking, it seemed... Choking? With fear, Carson. Oh, I see. He said that he discovered something of vital importance about the name, but that he didn't dare speak further on the matter until he reached this apartment. And he's coming now? Said he'd be here by midnight, just gone. Hmm. I'm greatly disturbed because I've rarely known him to be in such a state. Could be excitement. No, 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 Carson. I know that dark hearted rogue too well for that. But while we're waiting, you might enlarge somewhat on your experiences of tonight. You gave me the very bearish outline. Well, sir, you'll recall I
1: contacted you earlier in the evening. That's
0: so, to say you were spending the night with your old school chum,
1: Roger Deauville. You don't know him by any chance?
0: Certainly don't know the name. do go
1: on. Yes, sir. We were bowling along merrily enough, five or six miles out of town, on our way to a place he has, you know. Yes, you said that. Unknown to us, we had a passenger. Where? In the back seat. Oh? Sounded a typical Rio gunman, if I may use such a description. He had two guns, one for the back of my neck, one for Roger's. Insisted we take a side track off the road, led to Old Watch House. Locked us in, then went off to bring the Inquisition. Well,
0: I do declare. You obviously escaped, though. Uh, how?
1: We had uh, another passenger. Another?
0: Great heavens.
1: In the boot. Mademoiselle Corelli.
0: In... In the boot of your friend's car? So, Sir Giles. <laughs> she,
1: she does turn up in the most extraordinary places. <laughs> and said she'd been waiting for me. Saw this other fellow slip into the back seat. So decided to come along in the boot and see what was what. And, and
0: she managed to get you out of this watch house? sir. So, thanks also to this. Da-da, please, Carson, don't go brandishing those deadly pipes of yours under my nose. Oh, this one's quite
1: harmless now. But had small explosive charge concealed. Used it to blow open padlock. Faye lit it from outside. Without
0: her, we were sunk. I suppose that
1: does say something for the beastly things. But uh, after that... Oh, continued on to Roger's. With Faye's help, I managed to get away, though we had a big car following us for a while. Uh, who the blazes will it
0: be this time?
1: Who knows? But it seems we have a lot of
0: competition on this assignment. Mm, and it may be closer to home than you imagine. This um, this
1: Roger Dovill...
0: Uh... Oh, seems pleasant enough. Though he was an
1: outsider at school. Always in bother.
0: Hey, do you think, Carson, that the main interlude earlier tonight may have been arranged, you know, to, to throw you off the scent? Oh, hard to imagine.
1: He seemed genuinely upset at being locked up under gunpoint.
0: All the same, one can't be too kept. Cap- What's that, Sir Charles? Someone fitting a key in the door. No, oh, Eddie, it'll be Angelo. Angelo? Why, man, 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 what is it? Have you seen a ghost? Angelo, are you all right? Cousin, cousin,
1: he he's collapsing. Oh, don't worry, Sir Giles, I've got him. And if ever I saw a man faint from fear, it's Angelo. From what I knew of Angelo, Sir Giles Davenport's servant, from what I'd been told, he could be the most cold and murderous of men. But now he'd fainted from fear. What sinister part did the name Mama Rosa play in Operation Death Rain?